For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And welcome back to Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRio.com. And we're rounding up the end of the year. And yes, for those of you that might be on your vacation, or you might be out, you know, enjoying wherever you are, sandy beaches, snowy hilltops, skiing, whatever you're doing, hope you're having a great time. But you know, us in the media business, we still keep working. That's just what we do. Uh, so another great interview here for the program. Uh, my next guest, uh, she represents a company that provides a one-stop solution for product development, manufacturing, product launch and support providing a streamlined process that links together design, manufacturing, and marketing. And this company has also now embedded themselves into the cannabis space. Right now, I'm joined with the Special Projects Manager with Zen Cannabis, Evan Sean. Evan, thanks for being on with us. No problem. Happy to be here. So, initially, the, pre- the product is, the brand is Zen Brands. And if you can, just tell me real quickly about what it is with Zen Cannabis. So, this is an offshoot of the the firm itself. Yes, Zen Cannabis is one of the arms of our larger uh, corporation, Zen Brands. Um, we also have Zen CBD, which has um, been around for, gosh, over 10 years now, um, mostly in the European Union um, countries, 26 different countries in that area. Um, but the Zen Cannabis is uh, more of our American-minded products um, in legal markets uh, that allow recreational uh, cannabis use. And um, and we're doing really great. We hope to make a big, big impact and a long-lasting impact in the marketplace. And you're some pretty prominent markets, California, Massachusetts, Missouri, Oklahoma, coming to the New Mexico, obviously another big market to make the way through. And what do you have to be, first of all, when it comes into Zen can uh, Zen brands and making their way into cannabis. You know, just obviously with ten years in front of them, they've been around since what the props four days. And how has it really made made any difference when you've seen it in terms of what the brand looks like? Where, where people are kind of looking at what other project that that Zen does and how it amplifies or kind of deviates from what other projects Zen Brands does? Well, uh, Zen Cannabis, um, because we're focusing on each individual market into what that market specifically needs and wants, um, we have taken our time building our reputation in those markets and have been able to kind of tailor make um, different kinds of products for the different kinds of uh, consumers in those markets. California is obviously our largest um, market as it is one of the largest markets at all. (laughs) Um, But uh, because the team behind Zen Cannabis and Zen Brands has been in the business for over 20 years, um, this is a very natural offshoot for the majority of us. Um, Just getting our love for cannabis products and the cannabis industry into the finest quality um, edibles and tinctures available. And we really do stand behind that. We love our products a lot. Now for yourself, 
as you're here with Zen Cannabis, specifically, you come by from a background being a writer, editor, and professional, a lot in terms of art history and a lot of working art galleries across the board, and then also doing a lot of work in terms of uh, media for doing writing for publications and having your own independent arts journal, Rogue Arts, among other things. With all that very elaborate and quite expansive art background, what is it about cannabis that brought you into the space and said, well, I can do something here and really add my skill set into what we can do here to, and really specifically, creating special projects. What kind of special projects? And what is it you add to them? Well, thank you for asking that. Um, no one really asks what what I think about all that stuff. Um, I love the intersection of cannabis culture and fine art. Um, my background, I have a little bit of the art background, but I also have this journalistic background. So when I met the Zen Brands team, we were all working on Culture Magazine, which was a really fantastic cannabis lifestyle magazine nationwide. Um, and it was such a lovely experience for all of us that when we all decided to move on, Zen Brands was like the natural thing that we would come up with to do. Um, and our CEO is fantastic and he has really brought together a really great team of people that have interesting ideas. Um, as a special projects manager, I kind of do a little bit of everything, whatever is needed, um, because we are one of the few longstanding edibles companies um, in the legal markets in uh, the United States and such a large uh, CBD brand in um, Europe. We really have been able to hone in on different ways we can intersect with lifestyle as well as in cannabis products. <clears throat> For example, we've partnered with a number of um, visual artists and um, musicians over the years. Um, the most notorious one being um, Shepard Fairey or Obey. He's helped us uh, create our main logo image. And that was a blast to work with, um, especially for art nerds like me. Um, and we're constantly finding new ways to kind of surprise people and engage people. I think the uh, April 20th um, giant chocolate bar release was kind of a huge milestone for us uh, as, a, as a company and a, a really, really fun project for me to work on where we made the world's largest, most potent edible uh, chocolate bar, <laughs> infused edible chocolate bar. Um, it was really, really fun. And so that kind of a, a project is is kind of what I'm interested in. But I obviously I, I do I do a little bit of everything for the for the company. And I always see there's always some collaborations we see with certain artists in terms of either music or art that'll always be embedded into, you know, either creating products that might be designed with a twist for that artist or is something else. Now one of the things I also want to ask is that you've been pretty, you know, familiar with the idea of embedding yourself into something that's completely like, you know, a niche that might be outside of the normal set that you would be in. Cause I would imagine even in the art industry that you work in, either working in galleries or just being consultant or managing or instructing that, you know, how often do you think of cannabis when you think of bringing it into the industry? But the other thing too, is that it's also for your own personal background. You came from Atlanta, Georgia, and then went to California and all of a sudden you were engulfing in and just experiencing something, just different culture shock. And obviously just a different cultural feel when you're getting yourself of your interest in art and just really expanding your horizon. 
Yes. What, what can you tell me about that dynamic? The fact that, you know, you did that making the trip and starting your career in art coming into California and now taking what saw this great art experience and taking it into cannabis and bringing that all the infusing that together. It's been really fun. Um, I actually don't really think that I had some sort of master plan or anything, but as things progressed in different areas of my uh, kind of career trajectory, I really just follow the signs. I I think that um, everything that's been come up to my professional and personal life has really just naturally flowed toward me and I see it coming and I see it as a great opportunity and I just kind of jumped at it. Um, California's art and entertainment scene and industry is bar none, right? It's amazing. There's there's nothing else like it. Um, so it makes sense that the cannabis industry in California would also be kind of an amazing feat, uh, something to set the bar for the other uh, industries around. And I grew up in the entertainment industry. Um, my father was in the music business my whole life. So being around art and music for such a long time, cannabis is actually everywhere in the entertainment industry and always has been. It's only just um, fairly recently been a legal and accepted exploration for those people. Um, so it really didn't feel that out of left field for me when I got into the cannabis sphere. Um, but the things I learned and the amount of passion and drive that I saw in the cannabis sphere felt on par with that of art and entertainment. The passion is there in interesting and different ways. And and that really, it's really attractive to me. I really like that. I was actually watching last night, William Nelson's 90th birthday celebration. So obviously with his work, he's done, you know, in terms of uh, his activist work and, you know, it's especially for the farmers, but also then for cannabis growers and for what he's already done for himself, you know, being able to put products out under his name. And, you know, then I saw everybody else was coming on board to go ahead and join him on stage. So here's Woody Harrison and here comes Snoop Dogg and they're all related to cannabis. So it's like this music and cannabis coming alike. Part of it is, too, is that I got to ask you about this there. I've always said something about when it comes to the marketing side. I'll say it's a consumer packaged goods, marketing, branding, design. We always had, you know, either luxury desires to come into the space. We've had other people that were either some kind of, uh, you know, ideas to go ahead and let's take something we're taking from mainstream and embed it into this. We just can't have green lease on every product. So I know you work more in the special projects idea, but I just want to ask as a general question, what can be done where, if we're going to try to attract cannabis to a larger demographic and not just to a loyal base that might just have adopted the medical marijuana card and then go right into recreational or adult use to give people more into feeling like, well, they want to just take more into products because the packaging is good. You're just something else that just catches the eye, eye popping, something like that. I mean, I see it a lot with like, you know, with the vape products, but what about with cannabis itself? It's like, do you see a lot of diversity in terms of, what is catching the eye of somebody and maybe something about an artistic value where people will go and buy more products just because they like the way it looks and they'll try something out just because of how it looks. Definitely. Um, I think, you know, just as most people pick a book by their covers, uh, people do end up picking their cannabis products by their packaging or um, hardware or aesthetic. And, and that's a big, it's a big component to consider when you're in kind of the behind the scenes um, arena. I think that uh, now that our 
kind of high tech consumer driven marketplace is really getting the support that it finally needs um, from. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The government almost, <laughs> and from the larger uh, populace of the country, I think um, the products getting more high-tech is kind of the most attractive thing for consumers at this point. The cannabis flower is not as attractive to the majority of consumers today. Um, across all age brackets, most people are driven towards edibles more than smoking or vaping, um, even more than tinctures or, or drinking. But food food items, they're discreet, they're tasty, they're easy. Um, and now that we have the Delta 8 and Delta 9 uh, stuff available and all of the cannabinoids are being separated and isolated into perfect distills and, and put into different places. And you can really customize any experience you want um, because of the technology and the innovations made in this space. Um, and that's really the fascinating aspect for <clears throat> me, but I think also the larger consumer base. Um, the packaging is one thing. The marketing is one thing. You know, we, we really just need to appeal to the masses in in the younger generations are, you know, the future of our world. So we have to kind of listen to what they're doing and what they're giving. Um, and we we are, I think we're doing a really good job so far. Um, I think next year, this 2024 is going to be a really telling year for the cannabis industry. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see who sticks around. Well, we already know that one of the things we can definitely make sure, and I host Blunt Business, our program there on uh, cannabis radio and one of the things I already talked about when it comes to the year-end episode that's coming up for those that's dropping on December 28th. So I already made the point that we're definitely looking forward to descheduling. The DEA should make that happen. That's pretty much a lock. And when it does, that should be tax revenue that goes back to those companies that, you know, have been, have been able to go and write off taxes in a long time. So I don't expect them to go ahead and get anything from previous years, but at least we could probably look at about a good 10, 15% of revenue coming back to you in some way, shape, or form. And then be able to go and reinvest it if you're smart about it. Now, when it comes to what can be done with Zid Canvas, obviously you already made mention of the largest candy bar when it came to the 100 pounds of marijuana being dropped into this 420 pound uh, candy bar. Now, one of the things is that's a great gimmick, great event, obviously got headlines, but what can be done next? And what 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 is the well, what's the horizon? What's the sky to limit that? Zen products or Zen brands could do if somebody wanted to come in and work with you on a on a project and try to really get 
real attention. I mean, and what would you say that other companies need to be doing to think big like you like your team has? Well, I think every company has their own ideas of what they want to bring to the space, the cannabis space, and what they want to accomplish. Um, I think with Zen Brands, we really just want to become the most well-known, reliable, trusted company for the most high-quality products. And I think we're on the way to that very carefully, um, depending on what the company's goals. Other uh, cannabis product companies may want to get attention in uh, in the music space or in the entertainment industry or get involved in movies or TV or something like that. Um, and that is fantastic. And there's lots of room to do that. Um, Zen Cannabis, however, <clears throat> Zen Brands, we really are just focusing on becoming the household name uh, in cannabis products. And that has a lot to do with the variety of products that we offer. And we're always growing that um, stable. And we have a uh, fantastic artisanal chocolatiers that we work with that make some of the best tasting chocolates I've ever had. Um, but also just happen to be infused with really high quality cannabis and CBD. And um, the fact that we're finally able to bring those chocolates to California is a big step for us. I think on the horizon, because we're adding more markets every year, um, our household name is building. And I think that that is kind of uh, the larger goal in general for us. And we don't have any special projects that I can talk about right now, but we do have some really interesting ideas in the works um, with some designers and artists and musicians. Um, none of I the hope you'll leave the door open for us to let us know when those projects come to be. But I got to ask one thing when it comes to that 100 pound, I was reading that 100 uh, gram, 420 pound chocolate candy bar. Is there any left? Were, were, were there people able to go ahead and finish the bar off? Like that's a description. It's been what, eight months? I mean, how far have they gotten into it? <laughs> that's a great question. Um, it actually was not sold. We were hoping somebody would buy it, but it was, you know, priced at a, a very, very high price. Um, so it, it was not sold. It was melted down and used into our regular chocolate bars. Um, so we just, we just reused the chocolate. Nobody even took like a chunk off of it and just said, oh, we're going to just, at least before you melt it down, let's just give it a try to see how it came out. <laughs> now, now we're pretty pretty specific about uh, cleanliness and sanitation. So we made sure that, you know, the chocolate bar was intact and and used properly. <laughs> I get it. Now I'm just thinking around the office, just I could get a knife, just going to cut like a nice chunk right there. <laughs> let's give it to the, let's give it to the folks, that, at least the dozen that actually worked on the, the candy bar, like they should have had to just sample the product. I get it. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, now let's go get into the product line. So zencannabis.com, Z-E-N cannabis.com. And I was just looking through, again, for, for those five states we have it now, when it comes to California, Missouri, Massachusetts, Oklahoma, soon to New Mexico. Looking into the Cal in California alone right now, just looking at the website, you have drinks, you have chocolates, and you have gummies. Uh, one thing I was noticing with the, the drinks, uh, very interesting, where it contains 100 milligrams of THC or indica or sativa, or there's a another flavor that's real more like a sleep potion, which includes five milligrams of melatonin per bottle. So with this, I mean, how would you kind of explain what kind of green drinks are going to be? They're not necessarily, I guess, energy drinks or performance drinks. What would you say they are? Um, I mean, I guess uh, experience enhancing libations. <laughs> um. 
It looks like whole bottles. We kind of like, they're like the, I'm not saying it like this. I'm not going to compare, but it's like, it looks like the size of the fire bar energy bottles we used to see back in the day. Yes. Yeah. And they're fairly small. Um, so you really don't have to drink a whole lot of it to get the uh, desired effects that you want, um, which is a variation of drinks, right? If you see on the market today, there's lots of infused drinks that are uh, very, very small milligrams, but in a large container. So you can drink it slowly and over time with your friends, like like you would an alcoholic beverage. This is more of a concentrated tincture drink. Um, for us, we we keep the the dosing pretty simple, and we don't want to waste any any of your of your money. So as a consumer, you know you can trust that we're going to use as much as the material as we can to create the highest concentration that we can for you to get the most out of your money. And that kind of it's kind of one of the, the the special things about our company in this space in general is we're kind of the only one of its kind. We have these really high end products that we take a lot of pride in at these low end price points. And that makes us a really great competitor for a lot of the big guns out there. Um, but it also makes us really, really reliable in all the markets. You can see trusted, great reputation. Also, you talk about the chocolates that are being, being going to be rolled out now. Are any of those going to be embedded with any of the melted down chocolate of that large candy bar? <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure all that chocolate has been used and reused again. <laughs> so you have a milk chocolate and also in a sugar-free form. So uh, out of curiosity, what kind of sugar is it uh, being infused with? Sugar. Um, it's a sugar replacement a combination of a, a couple of different ones. I think, um, I can't remember the exact combination, but there's more than one. Um, sugar replacements in the zero sugar bars. And then we also have the the vegan, the plant-based chocolate bar, which is specifically unique to the California market. You know, I can imagine it does really well. That way, in terms of, you know, I'm always curious about when you see certain products, there are certain sweets that are vegan anyway, how well it does go up and say a taste test if somebody wants to try the milk chocolate or try the vegan, could they taste a difference? Definitely could taste a difference. Um, we're not trying to replicate the milk chocolate in a vegan way. Um, we just wanted to create an alternative solution for people that either have a dairy intolerance or are a little bit more health minded or, you know, or in the vegan lifestyle that want to support that. So the vegan chocolate is it's not a dark chocolate, but it's not really a milk chocolate either. It's kind of this in between. It's a really nice balance. I think um, I think it could go up against um any high-end plant-based chocolate on the market. It's very tasty. I mean, it looks good. It looks very decadent. That's a yes. good word, decadent. <laughs> so zencannabis.com again. Uh, anything you can tell us in terms of any other products that might be on the line? Obviously, we have the chocolates going to be rolled out and I don't know how it will be in other markets uh, that you already serve, but anything else in terms you could tell us at all what we could see in 2024 in terms of new states that might see Zen Cannabis in their, in their stores locally? Anything you can tell us about that? Well, we are uh, turning on a few more markets in 2024. I, the only one I can actually mention is New Mexico, but um, we do have a couple others in the works. And uh, as in each market, the chocolate bars that we um, make and sell for those markets, they really are tailor-made to the consumers there. So we will have very specific California flavors um, that are in the California markets, as just as we do for the Missouri and Oklahoma um, and Massachusetts. Um, our product stable will continue to be the same across the board, but we will start implementing some of those other products that we have available in Oklahoma 
in Missouri in the newer markets like California and Massachusetts. So again, I've been here with Evan Sane, Special Products Manager of Zen Brands, Zen Cannabis. Evan, thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate you taking time out. Happy to be here. Thanks so much.